This is episode 12 of season 4 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Katie will be sharing her recap of the Run the Bluegrass Half Marathon. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is season four of Runner Girls, three women brought together by love of running. Yes, brought together again, finally, after a week of failed attempts at recording, and we are sorry, but we did everything we could. We got new gear, (laughs) we got connected, I got sick, and then I got better, and then Megan's cat chewed through her headphones, (laughs) so... That is why we are coming to you a week late, or almost a week late, depending on when I get this out. So there's a lot we have to catch up on, but first, happy birthday, Katie. Thank you very much. So 29 again? Yep, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And how long are you going to keep playing that game? Because I could only keep it up for a couple years myself. We'll see. We'll see how long it's it's going to be believable. This is the uh, the third time. So for you math aficionados out there, you can figure that out. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Did you do anything fun? Uh, I actually went out and had a bite to eat with some friends. Nothing too wild and crazy. Just a nice little dinner and then hurried back to record the podcast. And we appreciate you getting here. Yeah. I know when we rescheduled on Thursday for tonight, I was like, all right, well, I'll just plan on doing it on Sunday. Had no idea today was your birthday. So I definitely appreciate you making room for us on a special day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And happy birthday, belatedly, to you, Megan, because it was your birthday this week. Are you 29 yet? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> In denial. So how old are you? 20, 25? 26? 26, because that's why it's my marathon year, 26 miles in my 26th year. Right. Wow. And so did you get to do anything fun for your birthday? No, and I liked it that way. We went out to dinner with a couple of Marshall's friends, but it wasn't for my birthday. It's just because they happened to be town and scheduled dinner on my birthday. And then we just went home and did nothing. It was happened to be right in the first day of my spring break or the first Monday. So that was really nice. I could do whatever I wanted without having to teach. Awesome. Yeah, so you both had spring break. How did that go? Lovely, because I did everything. All my plans that I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll get this done, and I'll get this done, and I'll get this done. And what I actually got done was a lot of sleeping, which is okay. (laughs) Awesome. I am a big fan of sleep. And Katie, you had spring break too, right? And you got—you said you got a lot done, right? Did we cover this already on the show? Because I don't remember how much we actually got to record or not. Yeah, because I think, Megan, didn't you have Good Friday off as well? Yes, I did. Right. So our spring break technically started last Thursday. So when we recorded on Sunday, we had already been on spring break for like three days. Yeah, I see. I'm not... I have no concept right now of what days we covered and which days we didn't. So you're (laughs) telling me all this and it's still, I have no idea at all. So I apologize. But sounds like you girls both had a great vacation. Yes. 
was not ready to go back to work on Monday, that's for sure. Oh. <laughs> it's okay, though. We're getting really close now. It's the downhill slide to summer. Awesome. Um, I don't have vacation, but, I mean, it doesn't matter because in two weeks, my kids are on April vacation, which is, I guess is their spring break, and I have, like, one day of work that week or two days of work like Monday and Friday and so I have like Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday off plus the weekends so it's like it's pretty much vacation but at the same time like I would rather work (laughs) I need to earn some money at some point I guess so trying to figure that out things are good here I decided I made this decision I don't know how long ago but I decided I wasn't going to do cakes anymore because you know trying not to eat sugar or grains and I got completely frustrated with my cake baking (laughs) because well let's just say it can get stressful when things aren't working out the way that you want them to and it's not coming together exactly the way that you had pictured anyway so I pretty much told Jeff's sister had wanted us to do her wedding cake this summer and I told her you know I I will do it if you really want me to, but I'm like, I would, I just think that maybe you should go with a professional because I'm a little worried of messing up your wedding cake. (laughs) And so she's like, all right, that's fine. We'll do that. And then, so I was like, okay, great. And so recently I was at a party at my friend Bree's house and we were talking about how me and my friend Michelle both had to bake cakes that weekend for Anna's project. So I was commiserating with Michelle about how much I hated baking cakes Well, last week she comes to me and is like, would you bake a cake for my sister's birthday? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, of course, because I love Michelle. She's a sweetheart. Of course I'm going to bake her a cake. So that's what I did this weekend. And it actually came together almost perfectly. Like, I can't say perfectly, but it's like damn near the best cake I've ever made. Um, Super happy with it. So it took a ton of time but it just came out so nice and I just posted pictures on Facebook and uh, I'm just excited because it is pretty (laughs) and I like pretty things. That's awesome. I saw a picture of it. It looks really good. You did a really great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was excited to share it. So I was waiting for Michelle's sister to actually see it before I could post the pictures. Once I knew that I was in the clear, I was like, all right, I got to share this because it may be the last (laughs) cake I ever make. (laughs) Who doesn't want to end on a high note, right? So anyway, so that's what I've been up to. Are you girls ready to talk about our running? Yes. Yeah. All right. Megan, how have things been going with you? You've had spring break. You've had a birthday. Have you been running? Um, Yes and no. Spring break, I ran on my birthday. I did birthday miles, like three, three and a quarter, really hilly miles on a new route we hadn't run before. So that was nice. And then I took the rest of the week off and didn't run at all, which I was fine with, actually. It was kind of nice to just not run. I'm a little bit over the cold weather at this point. It's just been, I'm still over this 30s and 40s getting up to run in. Yeah, it's been lingering this winter. Yeah, it's just not getting warmer in the mornings. During the day, it's fine, but at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning, it's still low 40s with some wind, so it's chilly. But this week, I got in 14 miles. Nice. Yeah, it's been my average here. 
So I'm happy with that. Um, I did four and a half miles today on the treadmill. I wanted to do six. I wanted to do a 10K, 6.2, and that didn't happen. In like the first quarter mile of the run, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I was like, this sucks already. Yeah, but the first mile always sucks. Oh, no, this is not the first mile sucking. This was, I don't even want to do this. I'm lucky I'm here. If I have to go six of this, I'm going to quit. Like, I was walking within the first quarter mile. And I started at 12-minute miles. I didn't even start really fast. I started slow and then wanted to walk. I was like, um, okay, this is not going to work. I'm going to have to fix this. So I bumped it down to four and a half and did that. And that worked. But um, the other... My miles were normal. I've been getting a lot of my afternoon runs in with the run group for the kids. Nice. And they've been doing really well with it. So, and I kind of got that push today because I officially registered for my marathon today. So it's official. I have six months, just about six months. So, yeah, still thinking about it still scares me, which is good. Like, so, yay. Yay. Yeah, I still don't train for two more months, start training until the 12th of June. So that's, I still have time to work up to 20 miles a week. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing great. I think it's fine that you went easy last week and then this week did 14 miles and hit your target. I think you're on track for this year to be in a good place to start your marathon. And I'm so excited for you. And I'm just going to say this every week because I'm excited for you. (laughs) I am too. It's really weird to kind of just be doing maintenance running without like a real goal. Mm-hmm. Like just, okay, we got to run where we want to, we have goals later in the year, but right now we don't have really anything. You just need to keep running and it'll be fine. Mm. I'm just so proud of us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I am so proud of like how far we've come, you know, that we're like, you know, running marathons now or planning to run marathons and Katie's running a million half marathons. <laughs> when we when we started, we were all just little newbies. <laughs> anyway, sorry, getting sentimental. Oh, that's all right. That's a great week of training, Megan. All right. So, as for me, I don't know. I got good news and bad news. Starting with the bad news, last week my um first run of the week was Monday after our last recording that was um I did three and a half miles and it went really well I actually ran it pretty strong I did it at kind of a decent pace I averaged 1037 which was like my marathon pace so I was pretty happy with that run but it was a little too fast for me and that like my heart rate was still getting high it was in like the 160s so it wasn't like the aerobic zone that I I was going after. I just kind of went a little too hard on it. But after that, even though it felt great during the run, my leg was really bothering me. So I've kind of been checking, you know, pressing on my tibia occasionally just to make sure there's no pain. After that run, there was definite soreness on the bone. And I was like, that sucks. Like, I can't run now. I have to back off. And so I, I, you know, I took that really seriously and I hadn't run. After that, I decided to focus on the cross training 
And so over the next couple weeks, I did, let's see, the next day I did a swimming workout and I did some aqua jogging. That's something I can do to help my running anyway. Wednesday, I did a bodyweight workout. And Friday, I went to the pool again, did some more swimming and aqua jogging. Friday, I think at that point, I had pretty much decided that I wasn't going to run Red's Race this weekend, which I had really been hoping to do. Red's Race is five miles, and it's a course that I love because the last mile is all downhill. And I was really looking forward to coming back and doing that this year. But at that point, I'm like, look, I can't run in the next couple weeks for sure, so I'm not doing Red's Race. So at that point, I started looking into, hmm... What else can I do? (laughs) Because I'm really missing running. All of my friends are doing their spring races right now, and I can't. So I was looking at something that popped up in my Facebook feed, which was this um, triathlon that consists of 20 minutes of swimming in a pool, 20 minutes on stationary bike, and then 20 minutes on a treadmill. So it's an indoor triathlon. Kind of like a mini sprint. So I was like, oh, well, that's a possibility. So on Saturday, I figured, well, I better take out the bike and see how my butt does, see if I'm even up for doing any sort of cycling. So I did um, a little over two and a half miles on the bike that day, and it felt fine. Next day, I went back to the pool, did some more swimming and aqua jogging. And then took the next few days off. I was really busy. I just had a ton going on this week. So I didn't actually get back to the pool, but I did get out on the bike again on Friday and I did about five miles. I did the strawberry loop and did that in about half an hour. So nothing fast, just basically trying to make sure my butt wasn't going to give me any problems because I haven't been cycling. Um, But it was fine. It felt good. I just felt slow and totally out of shape on the bike. And I was like, well, we'll see how this goes. But I, <laughs> at that point, I would basically decided since I wasn't having any problems, I'm going to do the triathlon. So even though I haven't been running, I'm like, you know, I can always walk on the treadmill portion. I just want to be in a race again. And you know, if my leg's feeling good, I gave it two weeks off. If my leg's feeling good, maybe I'll try running or do like a w- run walk. So, So the triathlon... The indoor triathlon was today. It was the try for the Y. No, try inside the Y. I forget what it's called. I think it's called try inside the Y. And this is in uh, Biddeford, Maine. So I drove up there this morning. And it was a really cool kind of laid back event. No race bibs, no numbers. So I was like, how are they going to keep track of us? Well, it wasn't too hard because there was only like 10 or 15 of us even doing the race. So tiny field. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I knew that because um, I'd been swimming, I wasn't worried about that part. But I also knew because even though each part of the race was only 20 minutes, that the swim was the part that mattered the least because um, basically they give the awards based on distance and you you don't get much distance. It, it's in terms of overall mileage and you don't really get that much mileage in the swim portion. You get yards, yardage. So I was like, you know, I can take it pretty easy on the swim and not worry about that too much. I felt like this race for me really depended on the bike, which is my weakness. <laughs> so I'm like, I just got to do my best on the bike and I do like my fastest 
times on the bike, my fastest speeds are like 13, 14 miles per hour at my absolute maximum that I've ever ridden. That's my absolute fastest. And looking at the past year's race results, I'm like, I got to get at least five miles on the bike if I want to even like come close to placing, which was my hope because it was such a small field, I'm like, maybe I can place. Um, So I was like, all right, I got to do at least 15 miles per hour on the bike. And then I'm like, the walk, if I have to, the, (laughs) I call it the walk, the treadmill, (laughs) if I have to, I'll just walk it. You know, if I run walk it, that's fine. My leg was feeling good, so I wasn't worried about it. I knew it would be at least a mile on the treadmill, but not, I wouldn't make it to two miles. So I was like, you know, somewhere in there is fine. The part that matters the most is the bike. So I went in and started the swim, and although I intended to keep it really easy on the swim, I was so excited. <laughs> and um, <laughs> famous I could, last words from Sue. <laughs> I could definitely tell that I was working hard, and I was I was fine with it. Like it felt good to be racing again, even though I was like in the pool. It's only my second triathlon ever, and it was like it was just so great to be in a race. So, um, so yeah, I had fun on the swim. They, the way that they tell you that it's time to move on to the next part is like they'll like stick a little kickboard in the water at the end of the lane so you know like, oh, that's your signal to that you only have a small amount of time left. And I get to the end of the lane and she's like, all right, you have 30 seconds. So it's like, all right. So I went to the other end of the lane. Somehow I got to the other end of the lane in under 30 seconds, which for me is crazy fast. <laughs> um, so I actually, had, I actually waited at the end of the lane until they said it was time to get out because I was like all right, I guess I finished already. <laughs> I didn't want to like start and have to finish another lane um, in 30 seconds. So I was like, I'm just going to wait here. So as soon as they called, I was first out of the pool, went to the locker room, threw on my socks and my sneakers. I was wearing my tri suit. So I just toweled off quickly so I wouldn't soak the bike. But I really just put on my socks and my shoes and went right out the locker room to the bikes. And there was only six bikes lined up. There's like six of us in each wave. That's how small this race was, six in a wave. Um, so I there was nobody else out there. So I was like, all right, first on the bike, great. So I grabbed the first bike, got on and started pedaling and holy crap, the seat was too high. So I had to stop, get down, adjust the seat way lower because all the men, I guess, were in the first wave. Get back on, start pedaling again. Nope, seat's still too high. <laughs> I had to get back off, put the seat back down. But at this point, other people were coming out and getting on the bike. So I'm like, crap, get it back on the bike, start pedaling. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then I'm like, I'm going too fast. I can't slow down. And I try to like slow down but I can't so I just took my feet out of the clips and the pedals and then you can't the wheels are still going it's still got momentum and I'm like I can't get my feet back in so I just stop again get my feet back anyway it was a disaster (laughs) but it wasn't a disaster because it was good um so I kept going 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 and I was like holy crap I've never pedaled this fast because I'm watching the miles accumulate and I'm like this is way faster than I am on the road and I made a comment to one of the timekeepers and she's like yeah there's no resistance and I'm like I love this I'm not getting anywhere (laughs) but I love it so I'm going and going and going and time's ticking down eventually and I'm like all I wanted to do is get to five miles I get to five I get to six before I know it we got like two or three minutes left I get to seven and I'm like okay (laughs) keep going 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 drinking water I ate like a Lara bar And then I think that I either got just below or just over eight miles when the 10 minutes were up. I'm not sure because I haven't gotten the official results back yet. 
but I got about eight miles on the bike and I didn't even have time to do the math in my head. But later on, I figured out that's 24 miles per hour. So my fastest ever was like 13 or 14. I was like, holy crap, that's super fast. And it just made me realize, wow, I need to go to the gym more and pedal on a stationary bike or spin bike or something because that was awesome. Um, So that was great. Go in the treadmill, first one on the treadmill, and I'm like looking at the buttons and I'm like, I don't know which one to do. So I initially just thought, oh, cardio button. So I hit the cardio button and I'm like, no, that's not right because then it's asking me like for my weight and all this information. I'm like, no, I don't have time for this. (laughs) The, The timekeeper comes over and he's like, oh, you want quick start? But he couldn't, he had to like reset the machine in order for me to quick start it. So like I got off to a slower start than I initially wanted. And by the time I get started, everybody else is coming in the room and getting on the treadmills again. I'm like, damn it, I lost my lead. Yeah. So anyway, I get going and I initially right away bumped it up to 5.0 because I'm like, that's 12 minute miles. If my leg starts bothering me, I can walk, but I know I can handle 12 minute miles. So I just start doing that. But I forget that on a treadmill, everything feels way harder than it does outside for me. Like I'm way slower on a treadmill. But I just decide, you know, every few minutes, I'm just going to bump it up a little bit. You know, I just want to keep going and keep the miles accumulating because the results are based on distance. So I keep bumping it up, bumping it up. Not that much, honestly. I'm more maintaining each pace for several minutes and then I bump it up a little bit. So my goal was to be at 10 minute miles by the end of the run. So uh, at six miles per hour. So I just bumped it up by two every few minutes or so. And so that's what I did, and I kept going. My leg felt fine, and I was like, all right, I feel fine. I'm going to keep going. I could breathe. I realized that it didn't, even though, like, physically it felt harder, like, more effort, like, I wasn't as out of breath as I normally am running outside. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because the pace was slower, so I don't know why the perceived effort is different, even though, like, it's not actually harder. But, um so these are all the thoughts that I'm having while I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. And it was great. I was in like the first row of treadmills. Cause like I said, I was the first one in there. So I grabbed the first one and there were a couple other women next to me. They were older women and they were just walking. So all the younger women were behind me and I was kind of annoyed that I couldn't turn around and see how fast they were going. <laughs> Cause I had no <laughs> idea if they were looking at my display and being like, well, we got to beat her pushing it up or whatever. Um, so I was just like, you know what? I got them on the bike. <laughs> Hopefully. So I'm just going to stay consistent. So that's what I did. I finished the run and the race was exactly an hour. There was no accounting for transition time. So whatever you got included the 20 minutes of the swim. The next 20 minutes for the bike started as soon as you got out of the pool. And then same with the treadmill. As soon as you got off the bike, your treadmill time started. So so that's how they, they counted it. So I got off and there was another wave after us. Um, so at that point, I, you know, I got a water, I got a banana. I'm walking around looking at everybody else's treadmill times. And I see this one girl's like got like 6.3 up on her treadmill. And I was like, crap. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess she's going to be ahead of me. <laughs> and um, so at each point in the race, I noticed there were people who were better than me. Like there were better swimmers. There were better people on the bike. There were better people running. I just didn't mm-hmm. know whether they were in my age group and um, how well they did in the other events, I guess. So anyway, so after that, I changed and went out to the lobby, got a snack, and then just waited for the awards. 
And they started with the over 50 age group. So it's like 50 and over. There was only two age groups, 50 and over, and then zero to 49. And <laughs> Those are some broad age groups. Yes, very broad. Well, there was a small field. So right. I, I guess that's why. So like I said, 10 or 15 people, I, I'm not sure. It's a very small amount. I got to know a lot of people, which was really cool about this race is it was so intimate. Sorry, I don't need to elaborate that much because we got another race recap coming up tonight. So um, I just wanted to um, tell you they went through the 50 plus and then the number one, the top in the 50 plus was the overall winner for the female. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not getting that. <laughs> like this 50 plus year old, I don't know how old she was. She beat me. I was like, all right, well, that's cool. And then I figured for sure I'd been beaten by some of the younger women that were behind me on the treadmill. And so they started naming the places for zero to 49 for women. And the third place was um, last year's overall female winner. So I was like, oh crap, I'm not going to beat her. (laughs) So I guess I didn't place for the zero to 49. It's a very broad age group. They named the second place. And then the first place they were like, oh, this person isn't a member, Suzanne Coutier, which is me. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, that's me. That's awesome. I know. And I was super excited because I've never had any age group award, let alone first place and second overall, second woman (laughs) overall in the race. So it pays to go to a very, 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 very small race like that. See, that's that's what I've been saying for years, Sue. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't find any. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It was super fun, and I got to know a lot of the people there during the race, and so I was like, yeah, I'm definitely kind of come back next year. And I felt bad, because when they're handing me the award, it was a gift certificate for a local restaurant, and he's like, are you local? And I'm like, no, because <laughs> I drove oh. like 45 minutes to get there, but I'm like, that's okay, I'll just go eat lunch there later today, it's good. But um, but I felt bad, because everybody else was a member of this specific local YMCA, and so mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I'm the outsider coming in and taking their first overall age group award from them. Like, I just felt bad for it. But not bad enough not to take it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only award I may ever get. So I was happy to, to, to take it. So that was my happy reward for today, even though I couldn't do Red's Race, which is what I really wanted to do. But now that I'm... Um, I had a great time there and I'm definitely looking at more triathlons for this spring and summer while I'm still recovering from my uh, stress fracture so so that was my training that's awesome thanks yay Sue I I saw it today and I was so excited I told Moshe I'm like Sue won an award in her triathlon today and then he was asking me all these questions about it he's like wait she did a triathlon she's like wasn't it cold it's like it was inside. It's like, oh, what'd they do with the swim? I'm like, in the pool. <laughs> and then I ta- started talking about the bike. He's like, it still wasn't it. And then he's like, well, what about outside and everything? I'm like, it was all inside. And I was like, on the treadmill and stuff. He was like, oh. Because I guess he'd never heard of it. And I, a lot of people have it that you, some wise, are really cool about putting completely indoor stuff on. But I saw it and I was cheering. Thank you. It seems to be a big thing with um, YMCA's doing like indoor triathlons and stuff. Like it's it's pretty popular. Um, this is the only one I saw in, in you know remotely near me. But but yeah, it's it, it's such a fun way to do it because you know like you said, it's not 
I mean, it's warm enough right now to run outside for a little bit, but not to do like a full triathlon, of course. So, um, but there are triathlons next month in May. So I'm really hoping it warms up because those are all outdoors. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I definitely want to, I want to do more. It's funny because when I posted that I was going to do a triathlon today, one of our listeners, Vanessa, our friend Vanessa from Australia, commented, oh, looks like somebody caught the tri bug. And I'm like, nope, I just can't run right now. So I'm going to do a triathlon (laughs) instead. But now I'm like, hmm, what triathlon can I do next? Uh And then I'm thinking like, okay, I can do an Olympic this summer. And then maybe in the fall, I can do a half Ironman. (laughs) So yeah, maybe a little bit bit by the bug. (laughs) All right. So that's it for me. All right, Katie, you had a very important race last weekend. It was last weekend, right? Or the weekend before? Yeah, last weekend. Okay. You had a very important race last weekend. What was your training going into your race? Were you feeling up to running during the week or did you have time? Well, I had done the 5K this Saturday before, which I had talked about on last week's podcast. And after that, I really didn't do any other running before heading out of town because I was busy marking things off my spring break to-do list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I had talked about building the patio out back and kind of cleaning, getting stuff organized, spring cleaning. The day before I left, actually the day I left, town I ended up having the carpets all shampooed and cleaned and everything so (laughs) I was really busy every day during spring break but um, it was all stuff that I had kind of been putting off to find time to do so once I finally had it I just wanted to go ahead and get everything marked off my list so no running after the 5k that I did down at Merle's Inlet but but I felt good. I felt strong because I was really kind of surprised by the the time and the way that I felt after the 5K in Merle's Inlet. You know, I had used the KT tape on my knee. I didn't even feel anything at my knee at all. And, and I just felt really good and really strong. So I thought, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm just going to relax and en- enjoy getting all this stuff accomplished during spring break. And, you know, whatever happens during the half happens. So I was just looking forward get- to getting up there and getting it done. That's okay. Taking it easy the week before, right? Or trying to. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, really, anything that you do that week isn't going to help your overall fitness anyway. Right. So I guess we should just move along to the race recap then. Works for me. All right, Katie. So tell us about your, is this your fourth time running Run the Bluegrass? Fourth time. Yep. Nice. How did it go? Well, I kept checking the weather (laughs) because anybody who has listened to the show for a while knows that the weather can sometimes be a battle for Run the Bluegrass. Thankfully, it looked like it was going to be really sunny, maybe just a little windy. So I can take that, you know, sunny, even if it's a little cooler, whatever, I'll make I'll make do as long as I don't have freezing rain again, I'll, I'll be okay. So I left on Wednesday and I got to Kentucky Wednesday night uh, stayed the night at my mom and dad's house Wednesday Thursday morning I got up and I had a bunch of stuff that I wanted to do 
around there. I had to take my car into the dealership and get the oil changed and the tires rotated, all that kind of stuff. Also, I had a hair appointment on Thursday, which was far overdue. I looked a little scary, so I got my hair chopped off and feeling much better now. And then Friday, I got up early and headed to Lexington. Lexington is about an hour and a half east of where I grew up and um, where Run the Bluegrass is held. It's held on the Keeneland Racecourse. Keeneland is a horse racing track in Kentucky. It's beautiful if you ever get the chance to go during either the spring spring meet, which is held in April, or the fall meet, which is held in October of every year definitely go it's gorgeous it's where they had the breeders cup competition last year and it was televised so maybe some of our listeners can kind of put a an image with a place if they think about that but i got into town about i want to say like 12 31 o'clock and um went straight to the expo picked up my bib the expo is always really well organized they send you an email, of course, beforehand with your bib number so that when you walk in, you're handed your Run the Bluegrass bag, and then you go over to the table, which is divided by your bib number, to pick up your bib. And then, of course, you make your way through all the merchandise to where the very end of the expo is where you'll pick up your shirt. One of the things that I thought was really cool about this year's expo is they had a lot of personalized racing gear racing apparel um not just like your typical vendors that come to expos and set up these were vendors who had specifically created apparel for run the bluegrass and really well-known vendors like sparkle skirts they had a personalized sparkle skirt done in the colors of run the bluegrass with a run the bluegrass logo on it oh nice and yeah, it was really cool. They also had a pair of running tights, but that was a smaller company um, out of Ohio, I believe. So semi-local company that had done this. But they looked so cool. And if if I would have had the extra cash to spend on me right then, I probably would have bought one or the other. And I happened to see a lot of participants on Saturday wearing either the sparkle skirt or the running tights. But I, I just thought that was a neat little extra that run the bluegrass offered that I hadn't really seen done in other places you know you might have the little embroidery of rock and roll or whatnot on a shirt but to actually have the colors everything specifically made just for that race I thought was really neat so I get to the end of the expo to pick up my shirt and instead of a technical shirt this year they did lightweight vintage hoodies Last year they gave out hoodies, but that was because the technical shirts got like stuck on a uh, ship out in California because that was when they had like the dock workers go on strike to where they couldn't get the merchandise there in time. So they ordered through a local vendor to get these vintage lightweight, lightweight hoodies for us last year. And they turned out to be so popular that that's what they ordered for us this year. Again, I like that just because it's something different. You know, I've seen posts on a lot of the different racing groups, running groups like back of the pack and half fanatics talk about wouldn't it be nice if race directors offered us something other than shirts? Because I think anybody who runs races frequently has 
boxes and drawers full of shirts, right? So give us socks, give us tights, give us something else that we can use just so we're not over overloaded with shirts. But the hoodie is a nice touch because you don't have to wear it only racing. You know, I guess technical shirts you don't either, but a hoodie you can kind of wear in lots of different occasions. So I liked it. It's really nice. It's black. It's got the logo on the front of Run the Bluegrass. And then I got back into my car. It was really windy on Friday when I went to the expo. And it was only supposed to get windier on Saturday. So that had me a little worried. But again, it was supposed to be sunny. It wasn't supposed to rain. So I was just trying not to not to stress about the wind. So I get in the car, I leave, I go to the hotel to check in, and I had actually made a reservation with one of the partnering hotels for the race this time. I haven't done that a lot in the past just because I'm usually trying to, like, save money anywhere that I can, and there's usually cheaper hotels that you can find whenever you go to a race rather than the partnering hotel. But I thought, you know what, this is one of my favorite races. I'm going to stay with one of the partner hotels just to see if it's easier, whatever perks they offer you. And the partnering hotel that I stayed in is um, the Marriott Griffin Gate Resort and Spa. It sounds a lot fancier than it really was. I mean, it's a nice place, don't get me wrong, but I don't want you to think I was walking into some kind of like <laughs> hoity-toity, ridiculous hotel. Um, I think most people what- are familiar with Marriott. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, it's a, it's a nice place there in Lexington. Middle of the and road, it's been nice there for place. years. Yeah, it's been there for years, and they've recently done a lot of uh, renovations and upgrades and stuff. So it was um, it was a really nice room that I got to stay in. And one of the nice touches that I liked here was when I checked in, you know, not only did they, they greet you and inform you of some of the stuff that they had going on in the hotel for the race, but you also got a, a letter addressed specifically to you from the race director, you know, welcoming you, thanking you for participating and saying, you know, if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to contact this person or this person. Again, just a nice little extra touch where they go the extra mile. Also, the hotel had a Starbucks in the lobby. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So, as, you know, when he gives me my key and informs me, oh, in the morning, you know, we've got the Starbucks right here and we're going to be offering like some bagels and bananas and, and breakfast bars, things like that for you runners in the morning. So come down here and get whatever you need. I was like, yes, perfect. So I was really glad that I chose to stay at the Griffin Gate rather than trying to find one of the other places in Lexington. Because they had really prepared to have a lot of runners here. So I checked into my room. Like I said, it was really nice. The bedding was super comfortable. That's where I took the picture of uh, Flat Katie, you know, the night before I had everything laid out there on the bed. And the KT tape ready to go. Um, After I checked in, though, I was just kind of hanging out in the room for a little bit before I had to go and meet up with some friends in Lexington. So I met up with uh, my friend Jessica. She was the one who has the baby now. And we we actually ended up going shopping and just kind of enjoying catching up. And then I ended up having dinner with another friend, a friend from high school named Lisa. And she and I started talking about this plan that we're working on for this summer. We both grew up loving the same bands, listening to the same bands in high school. And she and I actually went to go see 
dashboard confessional in Charlotte last summer, like yeah. Third Oblonde and Dashboard. So they're playing in this year, but out in Colorado at Red Rocks, which she and I both have wanted to go and see a, a concert at Red Rocks. So I'm thinking that we're going to be able to swing that. It's July 4th week. And there's also a half marathon there in Colorado, July 4th. I am, so my I can, jaws like dropped right now. I'm so <laughs> jealous of you, Katie. I can mark that off for my state. The only thing I'm worried about is like the altitude. So listeners, if you've ever done a race in like higher altitude when you come from low, like below sea level South Carolina, I would love to know how that goes for you. So please write in and let us know. One thing that uh, I've heard is the best thing that you can do is to get there as early as you can, as far as you can ahead of the race as possible, so that you have time to acclimate. Right. Yeah. Um, right now, we're planning on flying out on the second. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know that doesn't leave us a whole lot of wiggle wiggle room before the race on the fourth. But the the concert is on the sixth, so we couldn't really push it back. Yeah much further just because you know we're not trying to spend a ton of money when we get out there so we'll see but that's some of the stuff that we're we're talking about right now which I'm looking forward to so dinner was really good we ate at an Italian place Johnny Carino's and I had baked cheese tortellini Mm -hmm. and like I said it was really good she ended up ordering dessert and she was like don't you want some too you're gonna run tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, okay, because it was just one of those in like the little shot glass desserts, you know. The shooters, right? Yeah, exactly. So I had some dessert and then headed back to the hotel room. And at this point, it's about 9 o'clock, 9.30. So nothing too crazy late. Got back in plenty enough time to get everything ready, kind of make my game plan of what time I wanted to get up what I wanted to get at Starbucks, you know, all that good stuff. But then it hit me that I forgot to cut the pieces of KT tape. And of course, I don't have scissors with me, you know, but I thought that's an easy fix. I can go down to the the front desk in the morning, you know, and ask to borrow their scissors. So I turn in, I go to bed, the alarm goes off. The, the race started at nine, I think. At nine. So my alarm went off at probably about 5.30, 5.45, just because I wanted to have plenty enough time. I didn't want to feel rushed. We all know how well I am on uh, <laughs> making it to races with a lot of time to spare. So I got up. I got dressed. I uh, put my roll of KT, well, not the roll, but the couple of pieces of KT tape in my pocket and headed downstairs to get my coffee and and just a bagel. And I went to the front desk and bless his heart, this man must have been like 80 years old. Really sweet man though. And I walk up and I was like, good morning. Do you happen to have some scissors that I could use? And he was like, um, sure. (laughs) So he hands me these scissors and I pull out the KT tape and I, you know, quickly cut it off and round the edges and hand it back to him. And he was like, okay, good luck today. (laughs) Like still having no clue. I'm sure what I'm doing with this tape. Probably just thinking crazy runners. Right. Right, Yeah. Like there are so many weird people in this hotel this morning. (laughs) Uh, Then went over to the Starbucks and the line was already crazy long and there were only two girls working behind the behind the bar there but I will say even though they were 
overwhelmed. Clearly, they did a wonderful job of getting everything as quickly as they could, keeping everything stocked. They had somebody kind of running, you know, bagels and bananas and everything up there to them. So I ended up just getting a bagel and a uh, caramel macchiato (laughs) and went back up to the room to put on my KT tape, make sure that I had everything packed up and ready to go and to check out and then sit down and enjoy my my bagel and my coffee. You know, I'm wondering how many more episodes we have to do where you mention the word Starbucks before you are officially (laughs) sponsored by Starbucks during your races and wearing the Starbucks jersey when you're running. (laughs) That would be fantastic. I would not argue with that. Anybody listening from Starbucks? (laughs) One of um, my mock trial kids, his parents own a couple of Bojangles franchises, and they had talked to me about possibly sponsoring me in local 5Ks as long as I wore like a Bojangles shirt. I was like, I'm down with that. I do it for free biscuit. I'm okay. So, uh, but that would be great. That would be awesome. So I get everything ready to go. And one of the nice things too about staying at the Griffin Gate is with it being in the Marriott family, on the Marriott app, in order to check out, like, it, as in most hotels, you don't really have to go down to the front desk anymore. But it's as easy as opening up the app and pressing check out, email me a copy of the bill. You leave your keys in the room and you go. Wow. So I thought that was really nice as far as convenience was concerned. And I got in my car and started to head toward the racetrack. It's only about three and a half or four miles away. And when I left the hotel, it was like 7.30. I wanted to get there early because I wanted to exchange my hoodie for a size smaller just because I had ordered a large thinking, oh, it'll be nice and roomy because it's a hoodie. Oh, it's roomy. Okay. (laughs) So I wanted to see if I could exchange it. And I also wanted to try to make it for the yoga that they had that morning, just a stretching and yoga session, which was at 8. So I thought, oh, that'll be easy. You know, 30 minutes to get three miles, three and a half miles, I'm good, right? No, I underestimated Lexington traffic. But so did everyone else. I was not alone because there was an accident on the road which backed up everybody. By the time I ended up turning into Keeneland and finding a parking spot, it was like 8.30, almost 8.45. So it took me over an hour to go about three and a half miles. (laughs) So if nothing else, I'm very glad that I did try to leave early so that I could arrive on time. (laughs) Not early, on time. But I knew that I wouldn't have time to try to exchange anything. So I just pinned my bib on and headed to my corral. I started in the fifth corral and all of the runners were supposed to be in their corrals by 845 of course with the race is supposed to supposed to start at nine but as soon as I get in the corral I hear them make an announcement that they're actually pushing the start of the race back 15 minutes because of the accident and how badly it had backed up all of the traffic I mean If you know anything about the layout of the city of Lexington, there's like one road that goes in a circle around the perimeter of the city. And it's called New Circle Road. They're not super creative with the names. Mm. So it had backed traffic up all of the way 
down the road where you turn into Keeneland, all the way down the exit, and onto New, New Circle Road. So people were backed up for a long, 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 long time. So I, I thought it was nice that they took that into consideration and ended up pushing the start of the race back just a little bit to try to be considerate of so many people that got stuck in traffic because it truly was at no fault of their own. Like I said, it took me over an hour to go just the, the mileage from the hotel to the race course. So once uh, the race did start, everything went pretty smoothly. The race was actually sold out again this year. Um, They had it capped at 5,000 runners for the half marathon, but they also have the seven mile option. They have, uh, well, last year, actually this year was the first time they'd offered another choice called the yearling, which is just over a 5k. And then they also have the kids fun run. So even though the half marathon was capped at 5,000 runners, there were a lot more participants there when you add up the the people running the seven mile option, the yearling and the kids fun run. So the corrals were pretty crowded, but nothing too crazy. I mean, nothing like we've been in Savannah or the divas or even the superhero run. You know, I felt like we were pretty packed there at the start. So we were pretty well spread out. And then, of course, with the wave start, you walk a little bit and you wait and walk a little bit and wait. And when it gets time for the fifth crowd to go, we're all still still pretty well crowded. Not overly so again, but a lot more people around me this year than in years past that I can remember, which is good and bad. It was good because I thought, oh, this means that the race is growing and it's doing well and a lot more people are getting to run it. But at the same time, you don't want to spend the entire race bobbing and weaving and trying to avoid people so we uh we get going and there's not really much flat on the race course at all (laughs) just like in years past I went into it with the idea of you know I'm gonna definitely walk up the hills run down them and run down run through any straight portions or semi straight portions so I start off doing that and I'm feeling good the temperature was really nice it was about 50 at the start of the race so I had on a long sleeved shirt underneath my my new half fanatics tea and it was good I mean that was a good layering for me I didn't get too hot when I got to about mile three or four though I started feeling a little warm thinking maybe I could have done without the long sleeve shirt underneath but I'll tell you by the end of the race I was really glad that I did have that on and I'll get to it in a minute. But overall, I think I was dressed pretty well for the race. There's a lot of people that I can hear talking around me who were participating for the first time. And they were all just completely blown away by the scenery. You know, every time you would pass one of the many horse farms you run alongside, they would have the horses out there in the pasture and they'd start galloping with you as you go by them. And uh, so many people, again, stopping, running up to the fence to take pictures. I snapped a few pictures toward the end there, but I didn't ever stop. Like, I just pulled out my phone and would kind of snap them along the way. So my knees are feeling good. My back is feeling okay. Like, I could tell it was there, but it's still not anything debilitating. And I had KT tape on my lower back as well. I was, like, taped together. But you know what? As long as it works, I don't mind. Um 
So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. I uh, had planned, of course, to use my goo throughout the race at about mile four and eight after, of course, I had started or ate my bagel before the race started. So I didn't feel like I needed one at the start line. And I didn't bring any water with me because I, again, have run this race four years in the past. I know how well that they have their water stations and hydration stations. And they also partner with a local company uh, called Sword that produces like a sports drink, which is really good. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll drink Sword at the first couple of stops. And if I feel like I still need the sports drink toward the end, I can do that or I can switch to water. So I didn't need the extra weight, the extra stuff on me to carry any water of my own, which was nice. You know, a, a few less things that you have to worry about. Um, make it to the halfway point and when I crossed the halfway split I was one hour and 35 minutes into it so I was feeling good you know that's right at three hours just over three hours so I'm like sweet I'm doing well you know this is this is what I'm going to be happy with because I honestly thought I would have been a lot slower than that for the first half of the race just because of the issues that I had had going into the training season but I was feeling good I was feeling strong and I knew what was ahead in the second half of the race that dreaded crazy killer hill they call it the s curve between miles nine and ten or just after mile nine so i'm pacing myself uh started talking to a lady about mile seven i guess she was actually a double agent from houston texas it was the first time that she had run run the bluegrass but of course had run lots of different uh races all throughout the country and she and I just got to talking about what we did and where we're from and, and that kind of thing. She saw my half fanatics tea and that's what got the conversation started. But it was nice to take that moment, you know, a little bit of rest, a slower pace while we're walking up the hills and running down the hills to talk to one another. And then she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to run for a little bit longer this next jaunt. You know, I'll see you at the finish. And I was like, all right, good luck. Be prepared for mile nine. <laughs> you know, trying to let her know what was up there. And I'm still kind of checking along, following that interval schedule of walking up the hills and running down. And then I get to the base of mile nine and the, the physical therapy company that they had partnered with it's called court k-o-r-t court physical therapy they had all kinds of signs like at the base of this killer hill like it's all downhill after this you know if you're hurting now don't worry we'll see you at the finish line <laughs> all this kind of stuff and literally the thought that went through my head when i got to the base of this hill was hmm we meet again <laughs> <laughs> like here we go all right I got this I know it's gonna be tough I know it's tough but I can do it I've done it before in cold temperatures and freezing rain I got this I got this and that entire morning even though it was supposed to be super windy the wind had really held off it was really temperate the wind was calm there was just a little bit of a breeze which was nice but right about mile nine or ten that wind starts picking up and it's not just like, Oh, that's a nice cooling wind that came through. This is like 30, 40 mile an hour winds. Oh my with goodness. Gusts. Oh yeah. With gusts up to 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? But 
at least it waited until I only had about three or four miles left, you know? <laughs> only. <laughs> well, I know. In the course of a half marathon, though, that's the way you're thinking when you get to that point. Now I've only got a 5K left, you know? So uh, that wind starts blowing. And I tell you, I don't think I've ever felt wind that strong. And I've run a 5K in a tropical storm. So that's saying something. <laughs> But you're also out there in the wide open country, you know, you've got the hills. So I feel like sometimes it's, it's a little stronger out there than, than right here along the coast. Um, but it was tough. Those last few miles were kind of tough just because it was, of course, a headwind. Couldn't be a tailwind helping push me down the, the course. So you're running into this and it's kind of blowing people around. Um, but there were still a lot of people around me. So even though my second half was a little slower than my first half, it was still really back of the pack friendly. After the fact, I did see where some people ended up getting diverted because they weren't at the time pace, which they needed to be, or at least the police officer at the kind of divide didn't think they were. I don't know. There were a few people who made complaints about that. But the race director reached out to each of them personally and posted on the Facebook page if anybody was affected by that diversion who shouldn't have been to let him know he would not only refund their money for this year's race, but then also offer them a free entry into next year's race. So I, I feel like they go above and beyond to make sure that your experience at Run the Bluegrass is not only good, but it's great. Like he wants you to leave this race with with beautiful memories and you know, being happy with your race performance. So I turn the last furlong, which is like just over a mile. I think it's like 1.6 miles, something like that. And they have it marked because, of course, in horse racing, it's measured by furlongs. <laughs> and there is a barn right before you go up the last hill and then go around the last turn to the, the finishing corral or the finishing chute. And as I'm coming up to this barn, I'm like, oh, finally, the wind is blowing or the wind is slacking up a little bit. Yeah, that was a lot. The barn was blocking it because as soon as I turned the corner around the barn, it was like the strongest gust of the entire day. And it literally like moved me. So instead of just running straight, I kind of did like a little curve from the wind gust and uh, made it back around and ended up running I don't know, probably probably the last half mile into the, the finishing shoot. Cross the line, I get my medal, and then, of course, they're throwing food and drinks at you and all that kind of stuff. Costco was giving out goodie bags full of snacks and chips and granola bars, and they have a musical stage set up to where they're, you know, have got the band playing, they've got local brewers there, and they're giving out beer, because you've got a beer ticket on your bib, you also had a free slice of pizza ticket on your bib, because Papa John's is based in Kentucky, Yum Brands is based in Kentucky, so they always do a lot of stuff, uh, and even though my time was not sub three, like I had hoped, it was still okay for Run the Bluegrass, I finished with a time of three hours and 25 minutes, so again, not as bad as I thought it was, not as good as I had hoped, but still fourth year doing the race consecutively every year. I feel like the hills get steeper and steeper, <laughs> but 
It's just as gorgeous as the first time I ran it, and it is so well organized. The communication from the race director is so awesome, and there's just so many things that make this race unique. I mean, I I can't wait to do it again. I'm a glutton for punishment, I know, but gorgeous, gorgeous race. So happy to do it every year, even when I've got 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts. (laughs) And um, my mom and my sister were actually waiting for me in the where I had parked. It's not really a parking lot because everybody's parking out in these fields around the race racetrack, but they had brought the dogs to me because mom and dad were watching them, of course, while I was in Lexington overnight. And then we ended up having lunch before I left and loaded the girls into the car and drove back to South Carolina Saturday after running the race. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, another one in the books. I'm looking really forward to next year's race because they give out special awards and recognition to the five-year streakers, which I'll be next year. Woo-woo. So uh, another one down. Lucky number 13 was Run the Bluegrass. Awesome. Congratulations, Katie. Thank you. And I don't think this will make you feel any better, but just so you know, the hills are not getting steeper. You're just getting older. <laughs> and your body is breaking down on you. And this is yes. a fact that you have to face as I have been facing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like between one and two years, one and two running this race, I was like, okay, I know the hills are steep. But I tell you this year, I was like, okay, for real, did you put another <laughs> hill here? Where did this come from? Oh. I'm glad your knee held up, though. Oh, I, I was too. I can't tell you how impressed I've been with using the KT tape in the past few races and again leaving it on you know the day before and the day after it sticks really well it seems to give me enough to support to where I don't have intense pain during the race or after the race so very very happy and very very relieved that I didn't have to deal with that it's like they created it for you I mean your name is in the title Katie no Katie. it can pick. <laughs> Well, awesome. Congratulations, Katie. I'm so glad to hear that you had another successful run the bluegrass and even the wind and the hills couldn't hold you back. I still crossed that finish line. Awesome. So obviously you're recovering from a half marathon. Did you get any runs in during this week? Well, my first run since completing run the bluegrass was actually today. I got up and I I, uh, went out down to Market Common, and I ran 3.2 miles. I thought that would be fitting for today. So I uh, I got that done to start the day off. I felt good. The knee didn't give me any issues. Um, the lower back is still a little iffy. I don't mm. know why. I, you know, it's... It's because you're over 30. That's what it is. I yep. know it is. I know. It's <laughs> I just promise. that breaking down like you're talking about. But... Um, yeah, I, I did that today, and like I said, that was the first run since Run the Bluegrass, but looking forward to sneaking in a few runs this week and next, and then I'll have another 5K on the 23rd before my next half marathon on the 30th for the Kentucky Derby Festival in Louisville. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, How right around keep the up with this? <laughs> Awesome. Well, I am super psyched for you, Katie. Great race. Nice run today. And I'm excited to see what you have in store for the rest of the spring. Yeah, me too. All right, so our sponsorship with Jabra has come to an end, but we still have to announce the winner of the March giveaway of the Jabra Pulse earbuds. 
So without further ado, our last Jabra Earbuds winner is Christine Schwint. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So Christine Schwint, you will be hearing from Jabra soon about your new Jabra Earbuds. All right, Megan, what is your Runner Girl Recommend this week? My Runner Girl Recommend this week is an app that I think I missed the boat on a while ago. And I've been happy with it since I started using it. It's the Strava app. And um, I'm kind of tracking my runs in multiple places for different reasons. But the Strava app has a cool section where you can upload from Garmin. It'll automatically transfer it over. And it kind of tells you your trending of your routes you run a lot, how your pace trends up and down, and if you're getting faster at running the same place. And there's, like, segments where I guess popular people run these areas a lot. And you compete against other people to see who's run this stretch of road the fastest. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that Strava is known for is like analyzing your running routes and comparing it to others and, and your pastimes. That's what I've heard. I've used Strava before, but I, I just never really got into it, probably because nobody else I knew was on there. But now that <laughs> I know that you're on there, Megan, I'll have to look you up. <laughs> yeah, and I've just been – everything that imports from Garmin, if it takes my data from Garmin easily – my watch, then I use it because I don't have to do a whole lot of work. Sure. And with Strava, because I have it linked to my Garmin account, as soon as I upload for my watch to Garmin Connect, Strava's like, oh, a new run, and lets me just hit OK, basically, and it's good to go. Yeah, I do the same thing with my TomTom watch. Like, as anytime I sync my TomTom watch to my computer, it automatically uploads to Nike, MapMyRun, Strava, and... Not daily mile. <laughs> daily mile, I still have to go and input everything myself. But but yeah, like almost everything else automatically syncs. So it's pretty pretty cool to do that. But like I said, nobody's on those other sites. So it's like I have a few friends on Map My Run that don't use Daily Mile, but I never bother with Map My Run except for you know mapping my runs, <laughs> which is what it's meant for. Which I like. You know, I should probably talk about them sometime. But Strava, you like Strava? I do. I don't use it really like for the social functions of it. Mm -hmm. I just use it kind of to see how my roots, like my times trend up and down. Cause I've been, I really like looking at the data lately mm. of seeing a bunch of different types of data. Cause smash run has some types of data. Strava's got different stuff. I'm using a different one called running ahead right now, just basically to track miles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So awesome. So that is the Strava app. I'm going to have to take another look at that when I'm, you know, running more regularly. <laughs> All right, Katie, what's your recommend this week? All right, my recommend goes with the weekly topic. It is Run the Bluegrass 2017. Of course, they've already put out the race date, the registration. It is April 1st. 2017 uh -oh. and again they I know already signed up I'm already registered they offer the yearling which is 3.65 miles like I said just over a 5k the seven miler and the half marathon for adult and kids and the kids one mile fun run I'm telling you the best communication 
wonderful organization, easily accessible to Expo, right? You're not stuck on a bridge trying to get to an island, Sue. Like, mm-hmm. it's in and out. It's good to go. And the most beautiful race course ever. So I would love to talk to, meet, see any of our listeners next year when I'll get my five-year streaker award. Yay! And then that way we can also enjoy this scenery together. So my recommend this week is Run the Bluegrass 2017, April 1st, 2017. Be there. Be an April Fool. Yeah! (laughs) Awesome. My recommend this week is not running related because I am not running related right now well I mean I guess I did run today so that counts but anyway my recommend is actually more related to our charity that we are promoting with the charity challenge this year my recommend is a documentary called Bridge End and this is available on Netflix it is about a town in Wales in the UK where over 99 people have committed suicide in a span of five years by hanging themselves and it's definitely pretty morbid but it's also like really interesting i found this on reddit and i had to watch it and it's crazy when you are watching the documentary to hear people talk about like none of these people have left notes they don't know why people are hanging themselves and so there's speculation that there's a serial killer. There's all sorts of different theories. Like there's just this mass, like mass falling that, or that there's a suicide cult. I mean, it's just really interesting to get into like why, why people are doing it. And mostly it's young adults, like young people. And it's definitely disturbing, but it's very hard to not watch <laughs> once you get into it. So um, I didn't really want to, you know, bring this show on to such a downer after having such a great show so far but uh, I really enjoyed it I highly recommend it and um, definitely check it out that is called The Bridge End man that sounds really uh, intense interesting in more than one way you know yeah yeah and up next we have Runner Girl of the Week this week's Runner Girl of the Week is Kimberly from Daily Mile and she posted a run which was one mile and she says first run since last summer I really needed it it felt so good to be outside and to get out of the house took it very easy so I just wanted to share that because clearly she hasn't run in a while and you know even if you're just going for one mile run just to get off the couch and get out there and get back on the road again can be such a great feeling. So just wanted to give a shout out to Kimberly. Great job getting back out there and um, hopefully you get you get out there for more runs and share them. We choose our Run a Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile feeds and Megan's Smash Run. If you'd like to friend us on Daily Mile or Smash Run and possibly be a future Run a Girl, all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runagirlspodcast.com. That brings us to feedback. And we just got an email this week to runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com from Patty. Patty says, Hi, Runner Girls. I have a question for Sue. I'm looking into heart rate monitors because I am interested in starting metabolic efficiency training. I know that Jabra headphones have a heart rate monitor in them, but I 
think I want to start with a chest strap. So my question is, what chest straps have you tried and what did you like and dislike about them? Thank you in advance. The chest strap heart rate monitor that I use and have used in the past is the Wahoo Fitness Blue heart rate monitor. It came out a few years ago, so I think the Wahoo Blue monitor they put out now is, um, there's a newer version of it. But the one that I have works great, syncs up with any Bluetooth-enabled phone. So I've used it with my Galaxy phones, I've used it with my iPhones, and never had a problem with either one. And when she first wrote me, I was like, hmm, well, I just tried using it like the week ago and then was having an issue with it. And I don't know why I ended up replacing the battery in it and it works fine now. So even after all these years, still works great. And it's pretty comparable to the Jabra Pulse earbuds in terms of the accuracy of the heart rate monitor. So definitely recommend the Wahoo Fitness in terms of It syncs with a lot of different devices and it's reliable and if you don't want to shell out for the best headphones (laughs) that we can recommend, definitely recommend the um, Wahoo Blue heart rate monitor. So that was, I think that was it for feedback. We also want to remind people that we have the Runner Girls hotline and that number is 207-200-3297. So call us and tell us about your run or your spring races. And up next, we have Charity Challenge. The Charity Challenge is a fun contest to raise money for charity and to motivate listeners like you to achieve your running goals. Just donate $5 to the Charity Challenge, tell us your goal race and predictive finishing time, and get as close to that time as you can. Whoever gets the closest wins. Doesn't matter if it's a 5K or a marathon. Just train for a race and hit your projected time, and you could be one of three winners to win a Runner Girls Tech shirt and a Charity Challenge race medal. So go to runnergirlspodcast.com slash charity to enter. And you can also enter for multiple races. So if you have a few races coming up, you don't quite get as close to your predicted time on the first one. You have until June 4th. And so any number of races in between then, but only one entry for each race, no submitting multiple times for the same race. Cause that's just, that's not fair. <laughs> Go to runnergirlspodcast.com slash charity to enter. But if you do not want to participate in the contest, but would still like to donate, you can do that too. Every dollar helps. And the charity that we are supporting this year is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, a 24-hour toll-free confidential suicide prevention hotline available to anyone in suicidal crisis or emotional distress. By dialing 1-800-273-TALK or 8255, callers will be connected to the nearest crisis center that provides crisis counseling and mental health referrals day and night. Your donations will be used to support services such as crisis chat services and training for counselors. And if you or someone you know is experiencing a crisis, please call 1-800-273-TALK. Suicide is preventable. This week, we want to say thank you to Teresa, our friend from charmedrunning.com and neonismycolor.com. And Teresa will be running the Boston Marathon on April 18th. So good luck, Teresa. And also thanks this week to Leanne Richmond, a.k.a. Scarborough Runner on Facebook. And she will be running the Rockingham Half Marathon in Rockingham, Western Australia. So good luck, Leanne, and good luck, Teresa. And don't forget to send us the results from your races. 
And I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? I do. My quote is, take rest. A field that has rested gives a beautiful crop. And that's from Ovid. I think he's Greek. (laughs) Sounds Greek. (laughs) Yes, that was my... But uh, I was thinking about how sometimes we have to give ourselves time to rest so we can come back better and stronger or just to continue doing what we need to do. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, if if your body needs rest, then it's important to give it that. But even if you don't feel like, like if you're not injured and you're not suffering, you still need rest. You still need sleep. You still need downtime because that's an important part of training is the recovery. The adaptations don't occur if you don't have the recovery period built in. So I think that's really important. And it's really beautiful. I like that imagery of the field and the beautiful crop. (laughs) All right, Katie, you want to wrap us up? Sure. So that is it for episode 12 of season four. Join us next time when we will be talking about the history of the Boston Marathon. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to us at runnergirlsshow, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, and follow us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.